And I thought to myself, this person has no idea of some of the things we are called to do as people of faith. This is hard. Forgiveness, not easy. This is Chapter, Verse, and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. Join us each week as Yale Divinity School professors look at an upcoming text from the Revised Common Lectionary. I'm your host, Natalie Owens-Pike, Yale Divinity School Class of 2023. And in this episode, we have Bill Gettler, Associate Dean for Ministerial and Social Leadership and Lecturer in Parish Leadership and Church Administration at Yale Divinity School, and Joanne Jennings, Director of Black Church Studies at Yale Divinity School. They're discussing Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35, which is appointed for the 16th Sunday after Pentecost in year A. Let's take a listen. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, if my brother or sister sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, the Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. And his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their lord all that had taken place. Then his lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is such a familiar text with Jesus talking about forgiveness and how many times should we forgive, Peter asks. We were just chuckling about the difference in translation. The I tell you 77 times or our memory was 70 times 7. Either way, That's a lot of times. It is. That's a lot of forgiving. It is. What strikes me is that the parable that's told in Matthew is an economic model. Mm. It becomes an economic model with the slave coming before the householder who shows mercy and forgives the debt. The debt is an economic debt. And then then the slave goes on to a colleague and is unwilling to to offer the same same forgiveness. You know, there's been that struggle over college debt. 
Ah, yes. And how how dare we offer to forgive college debt, some are saying. That's a bad economic model. And who among them, who among us has not been offered forgiveness of some greater debt or of some other sort of debt? Yes. That might all be a distraction, but it comes to mind when I read this text. And, and I think you ask a question that is really central in this text, to ask us the question, who among us has not experienced grace? Who among us has never needed mercy? It's the thing that I think helps us be able to posture ourselves toward forgiveness of hard things. This is one of those things we're called to do, which makes living a life of faith difficult. I remember years ago when I was in college and I really was very committed, became very committed as a Christian, a friend of mine telling me, oh, this is, that's just a soft life, you know, this is a excuse, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I thought to myself, this person has no idea of some of the things we are called to do as people of faith. This is hard. Forgiveness? Not easy. Not easy. And not easy because we so quickly forget the moments when we've been forgiven and when it's asked of us, when we're asked to forgive another, we find ourselves being stuck on the hurt that's been caused, on the offense that has been lodged against us. And we don't take our own having been forgiven in similar or different circumstances. And sometimes it's hard to do because the size of the hurt and the depth of the hurt is so deep that it's difficult to look beyond it. And I think forgiveness does invite us to recognize that there is a debt, even in this passage. You know, there is some acknowledgement. doesn't deny the debt. No, 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 no. You owe me something here. And to be able to own that and to live, you know, knowing that that is a reality is important. I don't think forgiveness, we never want to cheapen forgiveness in a way where we don't make space for an acknowledgement of the depth of some kinds of hurt that can be very difficult. And I I think in my life's journey, I have observed some things which I wonder how one person can move beyond it. And yet people do. In my own tradition, among others, the, the, the prayer said weekly in worship is asking God to forgive our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And to this day, that strikes me as such, a, such an important hook. Mm-hmm. Asking, asking God for that mercy because we've extended it or even in the moment that we've extended it or more often, although we have failed to extend it. Right. More so. Yeah. <laughs> more so. It's about, sure, it's about economic and political situations, but it's really about lives and relationships where the real hurts have been caused as a way of understanding God's forgiveness. This, this is all finally about God's grace in our lives, right? Yes. And for that to be real for us, to have an honest sense of what that's been like in our own, in our own human relationships with one another, mm-hmm. where we've been successful and where we really have not. Yes. So forgiveness then invites us to do a personal inventory. Mm-hmm. I think the 12-step movement does a great job of helping us learn ways in which we can mature in this area to recognize that each of us has hurt someone and have needed the grace and the forgiveness of God. And the power of 
also recognizing what it means to be forgiven by another, Ah. to seek and to be forgiven by another as part of a 12-step process? Yes. Or simply as part of life? What about deep offense? What about the offenses that are lasting? That's the thing that I think makes this invitation to us, because it is always an invitation to us to honor whatever it is God asks us to do. That's what makes this invitation so difficult. Sometimes the things that help me are listening to the story of persons who have experienced this. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, I didn't have time to reread the story, but I remember reading a story of the young man who was so brutally killed years ago and how his mother for years was enraged about that, Emmett Till's mom, was so enraged about that. And then she recognized that this was such a wound that was continuing to distort her own life that she needed to let it go. She needed to be able to release the resentment, the hurt, the rage that she felt. Mm. And in so doing, she began to experience life. And I think I listen to those kinds of stories as a way to help me think about those things that feel very hard to let go of. Because I know some folk who have experienced some horror far worse than anything I've ever experienced and have found the capacity, the resource in God to be able to offer the grace of forgiveness, and it has freed them to live and to live fully and to be able to experience more of life again. I think that is a picture that that can help us uh, navigate these times in which we're faced with very deep offenses that that leave scars, Mm -hmm. you know, permanent scars in people's lives. We often would not dare to tell another to forgive in those moments, to extend forgiveness. That that would probably be not something that we would say. But here, perhaps God is saying that. Here, here perhaps God is, is suggesting that there's going to be a different level of life and possibility known when forgiveness is extended. I wonder if, I wonder if such an open-hearted God is changed by a willingness to continually forgive. I wonder what it means that it's part of God's being to forgive in this way. I don't have an answer to that. I just wonder what that means, that God lives the hard stuff of the gospel uh-huh. and invites us to. It's an interesting question, not one I've thought about before, but you've created a wonderful picture in my mind of thinking of God in those ways And again, as we are empowered to do the things that God invites us to do, somehow suggests that, again, as we talked earlier, about being able to draw on God's resources to do these things rather than our own. Mm. You know, to know that the capacity to do whatever it is God calls us to do, especially hard things such as this, is really tied to our capacity to kind of lean into God Mm -hmm. and what God can do as we kind of make ourselves available to God. Thank you for listening. And thank you to our professors for your insights on this scripture. The transcript of this audio and lots more Bible study resources are available at YaleBibleStudy.org. 
chapter, verse, and season is a production of the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School and is produced by creator and managing editor Joel Baden, production manager Kelly Morrissey, associate producer Aidan Stoddart, executive producer Helena Martin, and me, your host, Natalie Owens-Pike. Mixing on today's episode and our theme music are by Calvin Linderman. We'll be back with another conversation from chapter, verse, and season.